And when you're at the water cooler, perhaps you're talking to friends about something you've heard on one of our shows here on uh, AM 760, and you say, gosh, I wish I could somehow uh, share this with you. Well, there's an easy way to do that. You just go to thegreatvoice.com. All of our uh, big interviews are there uh, on a podcast, including complete shows, so that you never have to miss an episode if uh, your travels take you either outside of our AM listening area. You can always stream it, too, using our WJR app. A uh, 787 passenger plane took off from Heathrow, uh, the, the airport in London, headed to New York this week, made the flight without a single drop of conventional jet fuel based on fossil sources. So what exactly were they burning to keep that big plane aloft? WJR Senior News Analyst Marie Osborne joins us this morning with the answer. Good morning, Marie. And good morning, Guy. Well, you can call this the fat flight. The Virgin Atlantic Boeing 787 flight was entirely powered by used cooking oil and waste animal fat mixed with a small amount of synthetic kerosene made from waste corn. So it was all waste material. Virgin's founder, Richard Branson, was on board along with corporate and government officials, engineers, and journalists. Proponents of this type of high-fat, low-emission fuel said this is a step toward achieving something called Jet Zero. Sustainable aviation fuel could reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 70%, and it could help propel the international aviation industry towards this net zero target by 2050, although a lot of people think that is very ambitious. The industry has a way to go before making this kind of fuel available across the board. Domestic production of the fuel stood at almost 60 million gallons in 2022. Uh, That accounts for less than 0.1% of the jet fuel used by the major airlines. The FAA set a goal of producing a billion gallons a year to meet the needs of the industry so they have a long way to go the fuel is expensive it's Mm -hmm. hard to make because of the tight supply of materials and uh guy the group uh, aviation environmental uh, federation says the industry has a long long way to go uh before anything close to producing enough of this fuel for what they call guilt free flying so there are some skeptics out there about all this oh come on can't they just pull that jet into the mcdonald's drive through <laughs> and say hey that, that old yeah. uh, fry oil you got back there can we yeah. can you load me up yeah uh, exactly no it doesn't work that way <laughs> well marie like the, it got there to new york now it's going to have to fly back to london are they going to use the same type of uh, fuel to go back or they're going to use conventional There's, jet fuel no, no they're supposed to use the same type of fuel but we'll see what happens <laughs> How dramatic is the conversion on those engines, those jet engines, in order to use the biofuels? Now that I I didn't, uh, I don't know how much of a, uh, like, reconnoitering they have to do with the jet engines to get it to work this way. But apparently that's not as much of an issue as getting the fuel itself and making it. Marie, you know, people calling it a gimmick, but others are saying at least it raises awareness because this could be something we work toward in the future. Right, right, right. right. And, you know, uh, a lot of the international uh, people who are on the environmental scene really, really poo-poo flying uh, anywhere because of the impact on the environment. So this is like the first step into this area where they hope to uh, be able to fly, uh, as they say, guilt-free. But 
based on some of these numbers, I mean, we're producing 16 million gallons of this type of fuel right now, but they need more than a billion a year to meet the needs of the industry. So that that is just a long way to go. Well, and no one's flying less right no right. more exactly. more right exactly and yep. can i that, just take a correct. quick poll amongst uh, ourselves anybody are, are you feeling guilty when you fly somewhere no you, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we're okay we're okay with that uh yeah and then we see john Kerry uh flying place to place uh claiming to be um advocating on behalf of the climate you know one guy right. one g4 uh, going where he needs to go, burning all kinds of conventional fossil fuels. So, you know, they, they, they've got to start walking the walk, too, uh, maybe, before the rest of us are going to saddle ourselves with higher ticket prices and things like that. Interesting thing, though, when it goes by me, will it, you know, if, they, if it taxis past me, does it smell like French fries? You know, I wondered the same thing, if it smells different or if it looks different in some way. And I, I, I don't. I, that I don't know. But like that's if a it good smelled question. like McDonald's? <laughs> yeah. Well, French because fry, right? Yeah. There or was fry a, maloney. The, the bio, biofuel <laughs> cars, the first ones that they put on the road, you you did, it smelled like, uh, like some cooking oil. It smelled like cooking oil, and it's, yeah. you know, warm cooking oil, so it kind of gave you that fry craving. It was, you. you know, it was, Ugh. yeah. Okay, <laughs> not, that's not good. They're going to tell you that fried cooking oil is going to do something to you. You yeah. can't inhale it or something. Yeah, as, as, <laughs> as if I need one more reason to crave French fries. Uh, Marie, thanks so much. Really, really interesting story. Thanks, guys. Uh, there is a, uh, we, we also, we, we talked earlier, and if you, in case you had a, a missed it, we had a talk with a funeral home director earlier today talking about the fact that here in the state of Michigan, and I know you guys were as surprised as I wow. was, that there is no law requiring the refrigeration of human remains upon death. Yeah, something I hadn't thought of until I walked through the door today. Yeah, you do, You weren't worried about your remains this morning, neither was I. I wasn't. <laughs> or anybody now else. Yeah, but if I own a restaurant, you best uh, believe my right. food better be refrigerated. Well, that's, <laughs> you, yeah, we're, we're, we're forcing people to treat leftovers better than our loved yeah. ones. And, and it, but it was really eye-opening. Vern Pixley uh, was the gentleman's name. There are two Senate bills out there that would change the way this is addressed, make new mandates. Not everybody in the fuel industry is, is on board with it. Uh, we heard some pushback from some friends that uh, are in that business, and we'll be exploring both sides of this. Uh, but something that they're saying, our laws are outdated by decades. I think we're only one of five states uh, that doesn't mandate that. So Michigan that is way, way behind, behind our neighbors when it comes to taking care of our loved ones upon death. You can also find that at thegreatvoice.com. We'll be back.